Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Sales Mastery on the amazing Women of Power radio station. I am your host, Anna Scheller, and it is my mission to equip you with tools, mindset, with all of the things you need to master sales. Now, sales mastery is not a one day and you're done journey. I can't teach you something and it automatically is going to fix all your problems. But if you will commit to walking every single day with the intention of getting better, even as little as 1%, And by implementing even just one suggestion that you hear on these shows, then you, my friend, are on your way to mastering sales. Now, you can learn more about me by going to my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Anna for your success. There I post, I do videos, different things, but most of all, you can interact with me. You can let me know what challenges you're having and we can maybe get together and talk about what we can do to help you grow your business through sales. So go to my Facebook page, Anna Scheller, uh, facebook.com forward slash Anna. That's Anna with two N's, the number for your success. Well, all of this month, we are focusing on time management because time management is really about productivity. And don't we all want to be productive? Last week, I talked about how sometimes we identify ourselves with our work. Our identity is so caught up in our work that we are not able to really separate ourselves from work. We're not able to find that all-important balance that's so necessary for us to be human beings and not human doings. Human beings, not human doings. I shared the story about my boss who questioned my loyalty when I would walk away from the job even an hour after I was supposed to have left. We so get caught up in those kinds of ideas and we even get rewarded for staying late. We get rewarded by people saying, oh my gosh, isn't she a good worker? Or, you know, that shows great dedication that you're staying after hours. I actually remember a situation where we had been working on a project and this was again when I was in the military. We'd been working on this project and I could hear the complaints from all of the people who were involved in the project, except, of course, the colonel, whose next promotion was riding on the success of the project. Well, unfortunately, I took it upon myself to go to the colonel and let him know that people were tired, people needed a break, people needed some time to themselves because the project was really just draining everybody of everything. And, of course, what most of us knew was that After this project, on the heels of that would be another project that would be just as requiring of time and draining. And the sad thing was that colonel looked at me and said, you know, I think I'm just going to go let them know how much I appreciate them. 
what was so sad about it was he didn't understand and I didn't get across to him that the folks needed time away. They needed a break. So today we're going to talk about the effects of working too much, spending too much time. We are also going to talk about some personality types that tend to love that kind of thing. And maybe you'll find yourself in one of those personality types. I know I did. And finally, we're going to give you some organizational tips that will help you manage, tame your work so that at the end of the day, even if you have to leave things undone, you can have a sense of accomplishment. All right, so let's dig in. One person once said, what if we put in shorter hours, got the work done anyway? Yeah, how about that? You know, people are doing it. Let me tell you another story. This is a story about another work center. In a work center, this particular group of people were really becoming very tired of their work center. It seemed that when they came in at 6 o'clock in the morning, they weren't leaving until 6, nine, uh, six 7, 8 o'clock at night. People were complaining when they walked in. They weren't happy. They were just stealing little breaks here and there because they were so tired. Not only that, but projects were left undone till the end of the day. And there was an increase in people coming to work late because they knew they were going to have to stay late anyway. So the management team looked at these problems and said, what can we do to make people happy, to build the morale in our group and still get the job done? What they came up with was to limit people's working hours, and at that time this was a big deal, to limit their working hours from the time they walked in to the time they left to just 10 hours. And that included one hour for break. So when they did that, they learned something quite amazing. First of all, people were refreshed. People were excited about coming back to work. The second thing they noticed is that people were more productive. Everyone from the top management all the way down to the paper pusher who sat in the desk all day long. Productivity went up. Additionally, things were getting accomplished. Projects weren't being left till the next day because they knew they weren't going to have to stay in order to get things accomplished. Not only that, but the little accidents that were happening at work, those things started to diminish. Now, as you might be able to tell, that was a work center that I was in the management of. We decided to limit the number of hours people worked. It was a little scary at first because we were afraid we were going to lose productivity, but we were very pleasantly surprised when people came to work excited, people came to work energized, and people got the work done in less time with fewer mistakes than they had been when we were requiring them to stay 12 and 14 hours a day. So research has found that productivity drops significantly when work days extend beyond 10 hours a day. They have found that the longer people work, it is connected to health issues, because people aren't taking care of themselves, absenteeism, which happened in the story that I shared with you, as well as depression. And I don't know if you're aware, 
but currently in the current society depression is a huge factor a lot of people are on medication because they are depressed and it could very well be to long work hours now why is that important for salespeople well how are we going to make sales if we're depressed how are we going to make sales if we're not full of energy and not excited about what we're doing for people the fact of the matter is the level of energy we have can often determine whether somebody wants to work with us or even talk to us or not. There are people who enjoy talking to you when you're on your upbeat. And that doesn't mean you have to fake anything, but if you're struggling with areas of depression, lack of energy and fatigue, maybe you need to look at your work hours. And of course, I'm going to have a solution for you, so don't worry, we're going to get there before you know it. But let's talk a little bit about sleep. It seems that the longer you sleep, the less, I mean, I'm sorry, the longer you work, whoops, the longer you work, the less you sleep. Now that makes a lot of sense, right? A lot of times, and I've, I've had this happen to myself, and I've had it happen to people who are close to me, and even clients have told me that this has happened. When they go to bed at night, the concerns, the worry, the work, it goes to bed with them and it keeps them awake, wondering if they've forgotten to do something or just feeling exhausted, so tired that they can't fall asleep. Well, sleeplessness is a really significant, significant detriment to our ability to perform. Sleep deprivation, in case you didn't know, sleep deprivation is a technique that's used by captors when they are trying to torture POWs. Why is that? Because without sleep, we can't think clearly. Without sleep, we start to mumble. Without sleep, we actually can't function at all. It's worse than being drunk, you know? And so we want to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, and we need to make sure that we guard our sleep time. And the way to do that is if we find that our work is crowding our way in, or crowding its way into the bedroom, then we have to find a way to limit work's abilities. It's like taming, um, taming an animal, or even, even more so disciplining an unruly child. When in sales, we are going after things. It's so hard sometimes, but I want to encourage you that it's so, so important that, you, that you're careful that to, to protect your sleep because when you're sleep deprived, you're not functioning as well, and it's going to tend to more depression. It's going to tend to health issues. There's a lot of difficulties that come when we don't get enough sleep. So, but let's talk about what are the things that happen during the day that cause us to be less productive? So we live in an age where we are at the fingertips of everything. I love my phone. I think my phone is awesome. Do you know what? For this episode, I turned my phone onto the airplane mode. Why? Because I knew that my tendency is when the phone pops off, I have a tendency to look at it to find out what's going on. Now I'm learning to curb that, but it's so much easier if I don't have those notifications. With so much information 
at our fingertips. It actually stalls our productivity. You know, it's so easy to respond quickly to an email, a text, uh, some kind of notification on your phone. And I was surprised to find this out, but every little interruption that we have actually costs us over 20 minutes of productivity. Let me repeat that. Every single interruption that comes our way costs us in over 20 minutes of productivity. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of time. When you think about if your phone is popping off 20 times with a notification and you stop where you work and you look at that 20 times times 23, that's over 400 minutes. Divide that by 60 and that's an entire day of wasted time. An entire day of wasted time. That's close to, that's almost seven hours. Seven hours of wasted time. So we want to be aware of what's going on. We have to do this thing called time blocking. But before we get to time blocking and talk about the benefits of time blocking, let's talk about some personality types that tend to overwork, that tend to find their greatest satisfaction in staying late. Keep in mind that one of our biggest challenges as salespeople is that our work is never done. There does come a time when we have to stop. We have to say this and no more. But let's talk about these personalities. I think you're going to have fun with it because I did. Some of you may be familiar with the DISC personality types. It's four personality types. There's the dominant personality, the influencer, there's the steadfast person, and there's the compliant person. So the dominant person is, tends to be the person who is always driving forward, very task-oriented, want to get things done. The influencer is somebody who tends to be more people-focused. They work more on the relationship basis, and they love building relationships. Steadfast people love a group, and they will work in the group, and they will be, they, they just enjoy being part of making sure that things are going smoothly. And then there's the compliant person who's very rule-oriented. This is the person that, if you deviate from the rules, they're going to tend to be right there and let you know that that's not acceptable. Well, the two types that, of these personalities that really tend to be the overworkers tend to be the dominant personality type or the driven and the influencer or the relational personality type. Now, that doesn't mean that the other two personality types are not given to some sort of overwork. But in sales, this tends to be, uh, these, these two types of people who have these as dominant personality traits, these people tend to overwork. So let's take Mr. Driver, for example. Mr. Driver, very task-oriented. Give him a list. Give him a set of people that he can start to call. He's on it. No problem. That's your guy. But he's easily bored. If things start to stall, he's He's bored and he becomes impatient. So if he does that, then this is the guy that's going to tend to switch priorities. He's going to find something else to do that's going to get him all revved up and, and get his adrenaline pumping again. 
Well, what ends up happening is that the tasks that he's waiting for some kind of results on, they may start to come to fruition. And what ends up happening also is he's trying to do more things than he has time for. Uh-oh, that's the multitasker. That's the multitasker. And if you don't know, the science is out. And the science is telling us that multitasking doesn't work. Our brains are not geared to do multiple things at one time. We are productive when we focus on one thing at a time, one thing at a time, and that's it. So because of that, the multitasker, the driven person, is going to tend to juggle things. I'm going to take care of this over here, and I'm going to take care of this over here, and I'm going to take care of this over here, and they're going to be like spinning the plates. And when this plate stops or starts to slow down, they're going to run over, they're going to neglect these plates, and they're going to start spinning those plates again. Well, the challenge with that is it's not productive. But the thing is, is the adrenaline's going, the adrenaline's pumping, and they're telling themselves, you know, hard work pays off. Hard work pays off, right? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that'll say, well, if you're having trouble, you just need to work harder. Well, I'm going to tell you, we're going to learn to work smarter, not necessarily harder. Are you finding yourself in that person? You're the one who will tackle the list, and then when things slow down, you find something else to do? Well, when you implement some of the suggestions that I have for you at the end of this episode today, I think you're going to be able to find that you're going to be able to not be so multitasking, and you're going to be able to get control of your time and be more productive and be of better benefit to your customers. Now, I said there was another person that tends to overwork, and this is the relational person. This is your influencer. They thrive on influence. They, um, they see being busy as a good thing. So they tend to be impulsive and they overcommit. So some of the behaviors are very similar to the driver. I'll do that. And that they hear about that problem and so, yes, count me in. And they want to be part of that solution. They want to be everywhere because they feel a need to influence, because they want to influence. What happens here is that because that person tends to overcommit and is impulsive, they're not thinking through all of their commitments, what happens is they tend to overlook details. That's a challenge. I honestly tend to identify with this person. Their follow-through is less effective. They tend to flit from thing to thing to thing, thinking they're getting stuff done because there's so much to do. But in essence, they're not. Now, the challenge is they see that being busy is a good problem, right? Busyness and business are not the same, but they think they can be, and they feel good about it because it's stroking a part of them that likes to be involved in a lot of things. This is different from the driver. The driver likes to get things done, and that's why he's getting stuff done. The influencer is in this, pro is in this dilemma because they like being part of a lot of different things. They want to be productive, but really they, they get their, their mojo comes from being really involved with a lot of different things. So the customers and the boss 
tend to suffer the boss because they're not getting things they're not taking care of the little details that make a difference which in sales my friend we know that if you're going to master things it's often in the details that mastery comes so they will shuffle priorities in order to keep customers happy which means they're really not getting anything done at all and uh, if that's you you know go ahead into the Facebook group so if you tend to be the driven task-oriented person go over to my Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Anna for your success and I'll have a I have a post in there that um, says what personality type are you let me know if you're the driven personality type or you're the influencing personality type or if you think you're neither one that's an awesome awareness to come to as well so we want to be aware of our tendencies because until we're aware we're not going to be able to put ourselves in a position to change and I'm not saying that we need to change our personalities what we want to do is we want to become aware of the things that trigger certain responses and we want to weigh them against what we need to get done for the day so here's a three-step process to help you stay on task with your work and limit your work monster well not monster but limit your work to your to work hours that are going to be very productive for you so earlier in the show I believe I mentioned it in the last show as well we talked about how too much information notifications um, our emails popping up uh, the phone ringing getting personal phone calls from friends or children or family those things disrupt they interrupt and they cause a lag of 23 minutes of productivity for us which we figured out if we get 20 interruptions in a day we are left with only about an hour of productive time it's not a lot of time so the first thing we want to do is during work hours we want to turn off those distractions when I'm working on social media I'll take those social media notifications perfect I limit the amount of time I'm on social media so that I can work with those notifications right then and there here's the thing if somebody needs to get in touch with me and it needs to be immediate they can run over to my website and they can send me an email because my email is um, I will attend to my email a lot of times before I'll get back to my social media but you want to have your phone so that's that's like on your computer okay now if you're working on a specific project I would even encourage you to set a time limit where you're not going to look at your email it's just that important when you're looking at email block out a time just for email and answering email and attending to the email the stuff in your email right they have they've done some studies of sales professionals and because of all of these distractions and I'll get to answering the phone in a minute so don't don't worry about that but they've looked at that and all of these distractions they realized that only 20% of a sales professionals working hours is spent in productivity 20% what's 20% of eight hours 20% of eight hours is less than two hours that is less than what's 1.6 hours so it's only about an hour and 
35 minutes maybe. Are we wasting that much time? Are we putting off tasks because we're, we're getting involved? And let's face it, when we start on a text message or we start on email or something along those lines, what ends up happening is we get, it takes longer than we expect and the next thing we know, it's an hour and we haven't gotten anything accomplished. One of the things that can help you get back on track well, before I talk about that, let me talk about answering the phone. Answering the phone is very important. And you can also have certain times that you will respond to people. Most often, people don't need to hear back from us immediately. And not having that availability also places value on our time with people. So we want to have set times that we are available on the phone, especially when we have projects or we have things that need to be taken care of. And I'm gonna talk about how we can focus that time here in just a moment. But let me talk just a minute about handling distractions. Now, distractions are inevitable. Let's face it, we're gonna have distractions. Sometimes even our best intentions to not be distracted, we're still gonna have distractions. So when we're distracted, it's very simple to find a way to come back to the task. For me, what I do is I start to focus on my breathing. I'll breathe in and breathe out. And then I'll come back to the breathing in and out. And I count my breaths. And when I find my mind wandering maybe to a distraction, what I simply do is I I just note the distraction and then I come back to breathing. Now see, you can do the same thing with your work. I'm not saying that you have to stop and breathe if you have a distraction, but if there's a distraction, you can go, oh yeah, I need to get back to this. It's gonna cut your, your interruption time significantly. If you need to, have a pad next to you so that you can write down what comes to mind so that you can get back to the task at hand. You might be worried, what if I forget something? If you forget something, trust me, it'll come back to you, especially if you don't worry about forgetting something, okay? So the first thing is turn off distractions when you're getting ready to do a block of work. Now I mentioned earlier about time blocking. Time blocking is very important. What you wanna do for your tasks is you wanna set aside at least an hour to 90 minutes to focus on a specific task. And in that time, you eliminate your distractions. Now, if phone calling is your, the thing that you have to do that's part of your prospecting, close your door. Make sure that your personal phone is turned off or your notifications for your messages, whatever it is that tends to take you away from the task. And then stay focused on that for 90, 60 to 90 minutes. If you think that's a long time, start with 30 minutes and work your way up. So you want to schedule those times. You want to put those times in your schedule. I actually have times where I devote only and specifically to key activities that are going to move my business forward. 
Now, when you're in a customer-oriented business like sales, what you have to do is realize that sometimes your best efforts, you're still going to get derailed. Instead of beating yourself up for it, what you have to do is sit down and go, okay, so tomorrow morning, I'm going to put aside all distractions. I'm going to have somebody help me with this, if you're able to do that, so that you can dedicate the time. Even 30 to 45 minutes is better than no time at all. Now, I've been asked about, well, should I have a to-do list or not? Some people feel comfortable with to-do lists. I find that to-do lists only tend to get longer and longer and longer. So what I do is I write down the things that I know must get done. And then I make sure that by the end of the day, those things are done. And if I have to, I will, I, I do, I set aside the time to make sure that those activities get done. So if I have follow-up activities, I want to get those scheduled into my calendar and make sure that they happen. And the biggest way, I have to go back to rule number one, get rid of the distractions. Get rid of the distractions. Well, Anna, I've got to meet with a client tomorrow. Great, no problem. Then you look at your calendar and you, re you move that activity to another time so that you can still meet your deadline. But, but, even if your day gets interrupted, which happens, life happens, things happen, then what you want to do is you want to schedule the activity for the next day, especially if it's important for your business. Now, I also like to operate by triggers. Triggers. These are things in my environment that help me remember what I want to get done next. Probably one of my best triggers are little post-it notes. I keep these handy, and then when I want to remember something and I can't remember it, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry, not can't remember it. If I want to remember something and I want to move on, what I quickly do is I take my post-it note, I write the note down, and then what I do is I stick it to my, my daily journal. So let me introduce to you my daily journal. This is my daily book, it's my daily journal. And every page on this book is attached to a day. If there are client conversations, they go into this book as well. Anything that's going on in my life, in my business, goes in this book. And so it's here that I'm going to have the tendency to put notes down. These are notes that are not necessarily going to be done today but they're there so that I can move them to the appropriate day. And from there, I schedule them. So what are the triggers in, that you can use? Is it a post-it note? Is it when you see the phone, it reminds you to call somebody? There's a, I, I, I've got an entire episode just about, excuse me, triggers, triggers for, for behavior, for behavior change. But find things that will help you stay on track, but won't interrupt your flow of work. That's why I love the post-it notes. Everybody's different, but for me, post-it notes work very well because they help me to stay on track with the things I want to accomplish that I can't get to right away. The third thing is I want you to limit your focused activity to those times that you block out on your time and make sure that you take a break. 
at the end of the day, there have been times when I've been so exhausted from all of the work that I simply could not do anything else. These were the days that I didn't take breaks in my productivity, especially when you're doing a lot of mental work. You're actually using up glucose in the brain and you're tired because you don't have the energy. So <clears throat> what you can do, there are several tools online. There's, uh, there's a tool called Trello and in Trello, you can actually put your tasks in Trello. You can use an app called Pomodoro and the Pomodoro app, uh, or Pomelo, excuse me, it's the Pomelo app. So you click on that Pomelo app, you decide the task that you're gonna work on, and it will automatically give you 25 minutes, of, it'll time you for 25 minutes. At the end, the timer goes off and suggests that you take a, 20, a five minute break. If you will do that, take a five minute break, it freshens your mind, you can come back, you work for another 25 minutes, you get an, another reminder for another five minute break, work another 25 minutes, and then at the end of that, it, there's a reminder for a 15 minute break. What that does is it helps you to stay on track. You know, especially if you're doing a task that's taking a lot of time, that you're only gonna have to stay focused for 25 minutes at a time. And then after those 90 minutes pass, if it's necessary, you move on to a different task. It's, it's an easy, simple way to help you stay focused so that you're more productive. Of course, when you're on those times, what are you going to do? You're going to turn off your distractions. You're going to um, actually schedule and plan those times using Pomelo, using Trello, or whatever device. That's one I use. Um, but there are other time management time planning apps out there that are free that will help you as you begin to tame your work. At the end of the day, you have to come to a place where you say, the day is done, I'm doing no more. And if you, have, if you want, you can write down things that you wanna make sure get done the next day, which I recommend. Many of the most productive people in the world, they spend five to 15 minutes at the end of the day writing down the things they want to be sure get, get accomplished the next day. And then they follow the system again. So what have we talked about? Well, we've talked about the cost of becoming, so, becoming a workaholic. We have talked about the personality types that tend to want to overwork and why that is. And then today we also talked about a three-step process that will help us to tame our work, keep it in perspective, so that at the end of the day, we can walk away, we can go home, we can get the sleep we need, and we can come back to work fresh the next day. Because not only is this about helping you, this is about us helping our customers. We can be our best when we're ready to go, we can give our customers everything they need when we are excited and energized about the work we have to do. So thank you for joining me today on Sales Mastery. Next week, we're gonna talk about some more things that interfere with our ability and lead to procrastination. Because even with this all, we tend to still have the, the temptation to procrastinate. So next week, we're gonna talk about how do we 
stop procrastination so that we can be more productive and we can make more sales, serve more people, and live the life of our dreams. Thank you for joining me on Sales Mastery today. Again, I want to invite you, go to my Facebook page, look for the post that says Time Management. What personality are you? Look for that post. Let me know. Are you driven? Are you an influencer? Or are you something else? I would love to chat with you. Thank you so much. Make it a great day. And we'll see you next week on Sales Mastery on the amazing Women of Power radio station. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus